the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, everybody, another Algatulo Craft Beer Cast is on AM 970 The Answer. And a good evening to you, or good morning, or good afternoon, or whatever time of day that you're listening to this. A little Streetlight Manifesto to kick off the program. Uh, Keysby Nights uh, is the name of the song. Reason why I'm playing that? Well, right now, I'm about two hours in to the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest for 2017. And uh, down in Atlantic City uh, with a couple of my friends. Uh, having a great time. It's the third year that I've I've been uh, attending this event. We're going to have a full recap, uh, obviously, on next week's program, uh, since I won't be able to do it now. This program is being recorded uh, earlier in the week. So um, we'll talk to some great craft beer ge- uh, guests that will join me this hour and usual news and notes and all kinds of other stuff. Plus, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, about how the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast is going to be on the road uh, over the next several weeks uh, and months. And uh, we'd love to bring the show to you, to your establishment, uh, and really uh, and have a great time. We'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. But Streetlight Manifesto is the headline act for the uh, third session of the Atlantic City uh, Beer and Music Fest at the Atlantic City Convention Center. Uh, that's going on right now until 10 o'clock uh, Saturday evening. Of course, if you're listening to this at another time, the beer fest is already over. But uh, great, uh, you know, great setup. The guys do, uh, uh, John and Paul uh, from uh, Tricycle Productions, they do a fantastic job down there. Flogging Molly was at the first session on Friday. Uh, the Front Bottoms was at the second session uh, earlier Saturday afternoon. And, of course, uh, Saturday night, Streetlight Manifesto uh, was the, uh, the headline act. And I'll tell you, these guys, they put on a tremendous job uh, in Atlantic City. Over 200 beers to sample. Uh, there are, uh, there's food, obviously the music. Uh, they have a silent disco, uh, vendors selling all different types of things. Uh, they have a, a Samuel Adams slide that you, apparently you slide into hops, which is kind of cool. So many different things down there, and uh, they do a great job. And this is, you know, the, this is their Super Bowl. They spend 11 months, close to 12 months, uh, putting this thing together every year. And, uh, boy, let me tell you, uh, it, it really pays off in the end. They do a fantastic job. So uh, uh, kudos uh, to uh, to John Henderson and Paul and uh, the, the guys down there. And uh, I just I can't thank these guys enough. We're going to, again, we'll have a full review next week on the program. Uh, beers that I sampled, the sights, the sounds, uh, the people that we talked to. So how can you follow me? Easy, on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, uh, via email at albertg at nycradio.com. And again, we are on iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download all of the uh, beer casts right from there. Now, our guests tonight on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, I'm going to replay an interview that I did a few months back with the guys from Almentry. That would be Blake Crawford and Mike Roosevelt. Their brewery, one of the first in Bergen County, located in Hackensack. Their story's an interesting one. Uh, one of the guys is a chemical engineer. The other... A molecular biologist. So why did they start a brewery? Well, they're going to tell you coming up just about 10 minutes from now. The other reason for replaying the interview is that Almentry is going up against Departed Souls out of Jersey City as two of the final four New Jersey craft breweries that are on tap right now 
at Paragon Tap and Table in Clark, New Jersey, located right off the Parkway exit 135. Now, I'm going to be broadcasting live from there this coming Wednesday, April 5th, as part of their March Madness event. Now, whichever keg kicks last is the winner. They'll get their beer on tap at Paragon for four months. So I encourage you all to come out. We're going to do a live broadcast from there. Well, sort of live. We're obviously taping the show uh, for the weekend. But we encourage you to come out. It's going to be great. Fantastic food from Chef Eric Levine. They have, um, they're going to be, I don't think he's going to have the spring uh, menu, you know, fully done. But let me tell you something. The wings are awesome. Uh, the, um, uh, oh, my God. They have a new corn and crab dip that is just out of sight, if you, if you like, if you're into, you know, dip and stuff. Um, the burgers are unbelievable. Uh, everything that, that the chef does there is phenomenal. The beers are great. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have a lot of fun. Wednesday, April 5th, we'll start taping the show around 6 o'clock. We're going to interview uh, the guys from elementary as well as Departed Souls. They'll be there. And, again, whichever keg kicks last, they're the winner. The, the brewery's the winner, and they get their beer on tap at Paragon for four months. So come on out. Help support small business. It's a very important thing. It's a great event. We're going to have a great time. We've got some other stuff coming up where the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast will be on the road. Uh, we'll get to that uh, a little bit later on in the program. Uh, there's an event that I'm going to be judging in May. Uh, and we're going to be at a, another place, another restaurant at the end of April. We'll get into all those details coming up on the uh, on the show uh, a little bit later on. But uh, just wanted to point out the fact that we will be at Paragon Tap and Table this coming Wednesday, April 5th, located right off the Garden State Parkway, exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. Uh, encourage you all to come out. It's going to be fantastic. I would get there early if you want to get seats. We're going to start taping around 6. Um, and I'll probably be there until around uh, you know, 8, 8.30, uh, 9 o'clock. Hopefully by then, the keg will have kicked. We will crown the winner, uh, and they will get their uh, their beer on tap at Paragon uh, for the next four months. At the bottom of the hour, we're going to head down to Florida. We're going to chat with brewmaster Kevin Abbott from Barrel of Monks. They brew one style out of Boca Raton, Florida, and they do an amazing job with it. Had a great talk with Kevin about a week, ago, a week or so ago about the brewery, his brewing style, and a lot more. That will happen at the bottom of the hour. But let's get to some news and notes. Uh, we've been talking about the whole uh, Speakeasy Brewery, about how uh, they went out of business, they're back in business, what's going on. So Speakeasy, uh, as we, we mentioned on our last show, uh, they've resumed operations. Uh, they uh, have basically, it's, they have six employees. Actually, they're up to eight employees now. Um, nobody is really getting paid. They uh, want to make sure that the business gets sold. Apparently, it looks like the business is going to be is in receivership right now um, with, a, with um, an advisory group, and they're looking to get a buyer. So on March 10th, they had announced that they were shutting down indefinitely. Now, remember, Speakeasy's been in business for over 20 years. Basically, uh, they ousted the owner and founder, Forrest Gray. It looks to me like a, a clear case of, you know, he had leveraged a lot of debt. The bank had called the marker, and, uh, and basically he didn't have the money to cover uh, what they wanted. So they had to end up shutting down. So they're up to eight employees. They are producing beer. They are getting their beer out. They had a couple of beers uh, that they were um, uh, preparing to put out before the company had shut down. They've gotten those beers uh, ready and uh, to get out there. So um, they are waiting uh, for a buyer. And basically the receiver, which is Jigsaw Advisors out of, uh, of Lafayette, uh, said obviously the best way to uh, to sell the brewery is to get a buyer. So um, they're entertaining offers from interested buyers. They have until April 14th to bid. Uh, by April 20th, Jigsaw will choose a new owner. Um, and, you know, essentially the reason in 2015, the brewery did a $7.5 million expansion. They brought its brewing capacity from 15,000 barrels to 65,000 barrels. That's an enormous leap. And um, 
Jason Nadi from Market Watch has been talking about this for a while about how he feels that we're seeing a lot of craft breweries that may end up going out of business because they simply don't have the money uh, to keep up operations. And especially when you have a brewery like Speakeasy that is privately owned, it's not owned by Big Beer, and you're putting out enormous sums, uh, sums of money, especially to the tune of $7.5 million, at some point if you're not producing, you're going to have to pay that nut. Now, Speakeasy is in, in different places around the world. Uh, they, you know, they are... Um, I don't want to say they're – well, they are essentially an international brewery because they do produce beer uh, for countries uh, around the world. But unfortunately, they're just not doing enough uh, to do that. And, uh, you know, as as far as Grace said, he said, we missed the numbers. We just didn't perform to where we have been. Um, and, you know, with sales slowing down, competition intensifying, they had to cut costs everywhere. And it just it just wasn't enough. So by March 10th, he couldn't keep the brewery open. Now, will Anheuser-Busch InBev maybe come in? I don't know. I think there. I think InBev is kind of done with buying breweries right now. I don't know if you're going to have a big brewery that's going to come in and buy this company. And it would be a shame. Uh, you've got, um, you know, d- they're distributed in 13 countries. Uh, they have a, a room to grow. They have a tap room. Uh, they have, you know, good uh, beer that they produce. Prohibition Ale, Big Daddy IPA. They've got real estate in San Francisco. Uh, all attractive qualities. Whether or not you're going to have a big brewery come in. And buy, uh, you know, this t- this place that's been open for 20 years. That remains to be seen. So we will see what happens. We will keep you updated, obviously, as to what goes on with Speakeasy. Dogfish Head has expanded its distribution into uh, into Missouri. Uh, they are uh, now uh, heading into Missouri. They're expected to add New Mexico and West Virginia to its footprint in uh, 2017. We're actually scheduled to have Sam Calagione, the CEO of uh, Dogfish, coming up in the next couple of weeks uh, on the program. I think we have it set for the middle of April. Hopefully that interview uh, comes through. And we'll ask him about that because we've got some uh, I've got some good questions to ask uh, Sam. And this happens to be one of them. They are pumping out beer uh, left and right. The company's beer now sold in 34 states. And one of those states happens to be uh, Missouri. So you can get it there. And finally, Fastback Racer is going to be hitting the shelves um, in April for a limited time only. Uh, it's a double IPA. They are um, these guys. Bear Republic are doing a great job in California. One of the uh, bigger independently owned uh, breweries is going to be available for a limited time in six packs and twenty two ounce bottles. Uh, it starts today that they're out. You can visit bearrepublic.com slash bear tracker to find out where the beer is located. It's got an ABV of ten point four percent, an IBU of a hundred plus. So this one is a bitter, bitey, hoppy IPA. If you like IPAs, if you like double IPAs, this is definitely the one for you. Uh, Later on, we're going to do some more news and notes. Uh, My good friends from Coronado Brewing out in San Diego, they've got a beer coming out that they're pairing uh, with a uh, a non-for-profit organization. We'll talk to you about that, Uh, doing some great stuff there. Got some other news and notes to get to, including where the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast is going to be on the road coming up uh, in the next several weeks and months as we move on with the show. Don't forget... Wednesday night, April 5th, 6 o'clock, Paragon Tap and Table, located right off of Exit 135, uh, the Garden State Parkway in Clark, New Jersey, will be part of their March Madness event. It'll be elementary going up against Departed Souls, and whoever, whichever keg kicks first, they get their beer on tap for four months. I encourage you to come out. We're going to tape the show live. It's going to be great. We're going to have a fun time. You get to talk to the brewers. A lot of beer people will be there. It is going to be a blast. When we come back after a short break, a replay of the Blake Crawford and Mike Roosevelt interview from Almentry. They'll join me. Folks, we're just getting started on this program that focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
A special edition of AM 970's Networking Breakfast is happening soon. Hear from guest speakers, CEO and President of Brooklyn Sports and Entertainment, Brett Yormark, and President and CEO of Blue Rock Energy, Phil Van Horn. And hear from special guests Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, and Eric Metaxas in a panel discussion with the audience about President Trump's first 100 days in office. They will discuss his current and future policy and court decisions, as well as candidly discuss his goals and efforts to create more jobs. Come, engage in the discussion. It's happening on Wednesday, May 3rd at the fabulous Saccone Theater at Bergen Community College in Paramus. Joe Piscopo and the morning team will be broadcasting live. A delicious gourmet breakfast from DR Catering will be served. Bring lots of business cards to enter for several great prizes, including an Amazon Echo. You'll come away with information, contacts, and motivation to grow your business. Entry is free, but you must register online at am970theanswer.com. The Salem Business Breakfast is sponsored by Blue Rock Energy and My Pillow. Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle pain, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three week quick start for just nineteen ninety five. One eight hundred five hundred eight three eight four. That's one eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off and to wear a helmet when she rides her bicycle. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Be sure to tune in every Sunday night as Labor Press, New York's leading source for daily labor news and industry information, brings you their Blue Collar Buzz radio show. The hosts, Neil Tapel and Bill Holfeld, will discuss issues in the workplace and talk with some of the most prominent and influential personalities in the labor community. It's Labor Press, Sunday nights at 9, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us anywhere. Tune in.com, iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at AM970, the answer.com. Now, I'm not going to get into the argument of who is the better singer in Genesis, whether it's Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins. You can decide that for yourself. They both had some tremendous hits, but Peter Gabriel is a solo artist. You just can't beat it. The big time. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. And, of course, via email at albertg at nycradio.com. My guests on the cast, and yes, that's plural for a reason. They are the owners and operators of a very cool new microbrewery in Hackensack, New Jersey. They just opened a few months back. The name of the brewery is Elementary, and one of these guys has a Ph.D. Elementary.com is the website for more info. Let me welcome in Blake Crawford and Dr. Mike Roosevelt to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, gentlemen, welcome. 
Thanks, hey. Al. Hey, Al, how's it going? Very good. Now, you both had successful careers in other industries. Why open a brewery? To have a successful career working for ourselves instead of for other people. That's the American dream, isn't it? Yep. Exactly. All right. Now, with your backgrounds in chemical engineering and molecular biology, how does that help the creation and brewing process of craft beer, if at all? Well, I think for me, uh, it gives me a way of making sure that we're uh, set up for quality from the get-go. My background uh, enabled us to spin up a brewery analytics lab to start, which is something that most uh, small breweries our size, our size are just unable to do. So it lets us really have a focus on quality and, and uh, repeatability in our brews. And from my perspective as a uh, chemical engineer, it just means that we are, are unafraid of the large brewing equipment. You know, a lot of uh, breweries, uh, specifically where brewers are, are starting breweries as from home brewers, the transition from small home brewer equipment to large equipment can be kind of daunting. Um, as a chemical engineer, we have that part pretty much under control. And we're talking with Blake Crawford and Dr. Mike Roosevelt, owners of Elementary Brewing. They're located in Hackensack, New Jersey, on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, elementary.com, the website for more information. Uh, guys, both of you obviously were home brewers to get started, but what was the, the process? I know you obviously were working in different fields of industry, but what, what just made you both go all right, we know there's breweries out there. We've got to make our own. Our beer is better than so-and-so's beer. Or we, want to, we want to get the beer out to the masses that we make because we know that it's so good. Yeah, it's a funny story. It's actually a ski trip. Uh, both Michael and I are, are avid skiers, and so we spend a lot of time in points north around you know, Vermont, Maine, mm-hmm. New Hampshire, uh, and west in Colorado. And to be honest with you, there, there's only so many times you can get off a plane in Newark or drive back from Vermont, and, and you know, having had the experiences of those awesome breweries in those places, uh, come here and be like, well, where's, where's my brewery in my town? Um, and, you know, we didn't have one. We had breweries close, but we didn't have them really close. So mm. we decided to use that as motivation uh, to just build it. Okay. So, that's fair enough. I mean, listen, you want to be able to roll out of bed and go down the street, and I think... To me, I think that's where brewery is going now, where you have that hyper-localization of beer that you go down the street a couple of blocks to your uh, favorite brewery and pick up your beer rather than having to travel 20 to 30 miles. Not that that's a bad thing to travel somewhere to get a good beer, but sometimes uh, the the local stuff that's produced right next door uh, is just as good. Now, guys, your tap list has a very nice selection of different styles of beers. Was that by choice or demand? Yeah, that was by choice. You know, one of the things that we wanted to do when we opened was provide an ample selection for our local neighborhood. Uh, and you, hit, you, you touched on this just a second ago, Al. People are really gravitating towards that hyper-local brewery. They want to be able to have an experience where they're talking to the guys that are making the beer. And that's something that in North Jersey was missing out. So we wanted to not only give them that sort of environment, but give them enough of a variety of products that everyone would be – uh, pretty happy. Uh, we knew if we opened with only two or three different beers that we'd have a good chance of having a lot of our locals say, all right, the beer's pretty good, but there's nothing there for me. And we wanted there to be something for everyone. All right, sounds good enough. Now, you guys have only been open since April. Was it an issue with the state or locally in Bergen County getting the proper permits, et cetera? And I've heard from a few different breweries in New Jersey uh, in different towns they were having a tough time uh, getting underway. Was the process easy or was it difficult? You know, for for us, the the big uh, roadblock was actually the federal permit. Um, our application to the TTB was, um, the phrase they used was, selected for random audit. 
Oh. Um, <laughs> so sad. Yeah, I've had an audit. It's, that's, it's, it's not no a good fun, thing. Right? No. Uh, so that uh, lengthened the federal permitting, permitting time by about uh, three months. Our original plan was to actually open last October, mm. but because of that, um, that issue, uh, we opened in April 16th of this year. We really lucked out from a state and local perspective. Um, you know, we started very early on creating the right relationships with the folks at the state uh, ABC. And Hackensack was a fantastic town partner for us, really worked with us every step along the way to make sure that we had what we needed to open this business. That's great, because, look, let's face it, you're a local business. Obviously, it benefits the town. It does benefit the state, but obviously it benefits the local town if if you're successful and you get people coming into the doors, because obviously they reap the benefits of the taxes that you have to pay on the building, the the liquor, that the alcohol that you produce, et cetera, et cetera. So it would only benefit them uh, by smooth lining and streamlining the process, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you come in here on most weekends, you'll probably run into our mayor getting some growler fills. So it doesn't help that a lot of people like craft beer. <laughs> That's true. Talking with Blake Crawford, Dr. Mike Roosevelt, owners of Elementary Brewing, located in Hackensack, New Jersey, elementary.com, the website for more information. As to the question that I alluded to, uh, or actually the uh, the answer that I had given you guys a little bit earlier about the hyperlocalization, the statement that I had made, my, my question to you, both of you, with so many breweries opening up around the country, we've got over 50 now in New Jersey. It looks like by the second quarter of next year, going to be over 75 of them. Do you think we're seeing another craft beer bubble that we saw in the 90s, or do you think that the market can sustain itself at, at its current rate of expansion? I think that right now in New Jersey, the market can certainly sustain itself. When you look at, at, at metrics like the number of breweries per capita in other states versus New Jersey, you know, people forget New Jersey is the most population-dense state in the union. Uh, and right now we're sitting, according to the Brewers Association, at 48 in the nation in terms of the economic impact of craft brewing per capita. So there's plenty of room to grow in, uh, in New Jersey. And, uh, and Mike, what do you, what do you, how do you feel? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, I second that thought completely. Uh, there may be 50 breweries in New Jersey, but there's only two in Bergen County. Uh, Northern Jersey uh, is pretty sparsely populated with breweries, so I think that there's plenty of room for expansion. Uh, uh, nationwide, there's still, I, I believe there's still room for, for craft to have a little bit more of the market share as well. And do you guys see the, brewer, the, the number of brewers that I've talked to, what I love about um, the, the microbreweries and the craft breweries, uh, this hyperlocalization is that, yes, it's, it, part of it is a competition. You obviously want your beer to be successful and make money, but there's also a collaboration involved as well. Everybody's kind of helping one another out to say, hey, listen, you know, I, I need some help with this. Sure, no problem. We can help you. It's kind of a team effort because if you all succeed, it's, all good, it's good for all of you. Obviously, some are not going to for a variety of reasons, but for all of you to pitch in and help one another out, that can only benefit all of you from a grander scheme of things, right? Al, I'm so glad you mentioned that. That's something that, that we say around here all the time when people talk about the other local breweries and, and aren't we worried about competition. We're not their competition. We're all collaborators. And it's very frequent that you'll find um, other local brewers, pro-brewers, in our tasting room, us in their tasting room, hanging out, sampling beers, trading ideas, uh, trading ingredients when we need them. Uh, it is a very collaborative community. And, you know, the, the truth is when, when we all are out in, you know, sort of uh, the sales activities, right, mm-hmm. uh, and we're all trying to find tap handles that we can put in all these bars and restaurants, it's not the other local breweries' tap handles that everyone's targeting. 
there's still enough taps out there targeted with nationwide macros. Those are the taps that everybody's after. Absolutely. That I would agree with 100%. Gentlemen, uh, it's it's not a trick question here, but I'm going to ask, your favorite style of beer to drink? That's, that's, it's, mine is a, a very uh, beer nerd style. My particular favorite is uh, a Munich Helles. You know, it's a, it's a very beery beer. It's a beer that's meant to be consumed by the leader. Um, and uh, just clean, easy, uh, quaffable. Yeah, and my, my favorite uh, these days is a good dark English mild. Ah, interesting. See, everybody, most people when I ask, oh, uh, you know, I like a good IPA. I'm a seasonal guy. You know, nobody wants to get bold and say, "All right, this is what I like." I think I've had one person who said they loved sours. But that was their beer to drink. So oh, interesting. Yeah. And and you know, we love IPAs and sours in all styles as well. But if you, but one of our core philosophies is that we like to drink more than one beer. Of course. And you know, I can't sit down and have too many sours in a row. No. I can polish off a fair number of dark milds. There you go. Talking with Blake Crawford, Dr. Mike Roosevelt. They're the owners of Elementary Brewing, located in Hackensack, New Jersey. They're on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast right here on AM 970. The answer, elementary.com, the website for more information. Uh, they're open on weekends. Go in, fill up a growler to go, taste a couple of beers. These guys are pumping out some good stuff. They've only been around since April, but, but let me tell you something, folks. These guys got a great product, and they're going to do really well. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Thanks Thank you so much, Al. Thank you so much. When we come back, my chat with Kevin Abbott, the brewmaster of Barrel of Monks. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Let me ask you something. Are you a college basketball fan? Do you love March Madness? Do you like to drink craft beer? Do you want to support small businesses? Have I asked you enough questions? Join me, Al Gattulo, and the Craft Beer Cast as we go on the road Wednesday, April 5th, 6 p.m. at Paragon Tap and Table located off the Garden State Parkway, exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. It's a March Madness New Jersey craft beer event as two New Jersey craft breweries will compete against each other and the winner will have their beer on tap at Paragon for four months. We'll talk with the brewers that are competing, Almentry and Departed Souls, and Paragon has fantastic food created by Chop Champion Chef Eric Levine, mouth-watering burgers, outstanding wings, and so much more. Here's the best part. You'll be helping a number of small businesses make a living, and folks, that's the lifeblood of America, small business. The Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on the Road is brought to you by Paragon Tap and Table and your friends at AM 970 The Answer. Join us Wednesday, April 5th, 6 p.m. Paragon Tap and Table, exit 135 off the Garden State Parkway in Clark, New Jersey. I hope to see you there. What if you could have an experience of a lifetime this year? Something that goes beyond the mundane and gives you a unique perspective, not a vacation, an opportunity to change your life. Hi, Mike Gallagher here. A timely and important expedition to the Holy Land of Israel awaits you. Make plans now for the Stand with Israel Tour happening this fall. Join me on a nine-day trip to Israel that will offer you firsthand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll introduce you to the geopolitical, economic, and security dynamics of a truly remarkable place. Get a behind-the-scenes view into many of the places you've read and heard about all your life, all during Jerusalem's 50th anniversary, the Western Wall, Jerusalem, the Dead Sea, and so much more, with expert guides, important lectures at key sites, all in the comfort and safety of first-class accommodations. Look forward to something special this year. Stand with Israel for the details about this all-inclusive trip happening October 22nd through November the 1st. For details about this all-inclusive trip happening this fall, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. TheAnswer.com
was the last time you heard the band Europe? I mean, really? Rock the Night, Europe, going way back to, oh, God, I'm dating myself, 1986. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, and via email at albertgnnycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can listen to all of the craft beer casts on there. Imagine that Europe, 1986, could it have been that long? And apparently the final countdown, obviously not their only hit, Rock the Night, which I just played, Carrie, a bunch of others, but obviously they're known uh, for uh, the final countdown. Uh, but I digress. We're not going to get into uh, the music here, even though uh, for people that listen to the show know that I am a big fan uh, of heavy metal. But Europe, the band, because my next guest on the cast is the brewmaster of a place in Boca Raton, Florida, in which four guys got together and said, let's not just brew beer, but Belgian beer. The name of the brewery is Barrel of Monks. Barrelofmonks.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome in Kevin Abbott to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Kevin, welcome. Um, to- Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, great. Listen, Kevin, it's nice to have you. Now, four guys walk into a bar and decide to go to Belgium to learn how to make beers. Now, I know the story is not that simple, but how did you guys get together and decide to create this brewery and focus strictly on Belgian beers? Well, I think it really started with the uh, the original three founders, uh, Bill McPhee, Matt Sadie, uh, Keith DeLoach. Um, I, I was kind of late to the party. These guys were friends for years, and they were really into the craft beer scene in South Florida when it was it was non-existent. There was nothing going on down here. Uh, there weren't very many breweries, if any. And you, uh, you had, you know, the big, the big guys like Dogfish Head or our Shipyard might have been the only beers you could get down here in Florida. Uh, but they fell in love with the Belgian beers, with Chimay and things like that, because uh, that, was, that was the other beers, the European beers available. So they fell in love with the style, and they decided, hey, listen, we could probably make this stuff, you know. Uh, we, can, we can start home brewing, and that's really where the, uh, where the whole infatuation with Belgian beer came in. And then it was traveling to Belgium, uh, Belgium meeting, uh, meeting brewmasters, and kind of spiraled off from there. All right, and then you came in a, a little bit after, so if I'm, if I'm right here, um, you, uh, you worked with Funky Buddha to get their operation up and running. Um, any, any differences in getting them up and running and Barrel of Monks started? Uh, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of similarities. Uh, I, uh, I had the, the pleasure of working at Funky Buddha for many years in the, in the early days of the lounge when, when that was just like a, a very new company. Uh, and I also worked for Deuce Out Brewing, another local brewery uh, here. Uh, for a while, and there's there's definitely parallels. Uh, we're we're a much different animal in just the fact that we do one style of beer, and uh, and because of that, there's some complications. Uh, we use a lot more different house yeast strains. Uh, so in the in the production aspect of it, um, there's there's some, definitely some uh, some differences there. Uh, but as far as getting things up up and running, uh, you know, it's it's a typical. It's a typical business, you know. You got uh, the the problems with contractors. Right. <laughs> you got the uh, the problems with uh, with getting everything off the ground there, and the and the headaches and the and the setbacks. Uh, well, and we're gonna we'll talk about that in a second. We're talking with Kevin Abbott, the brewmaster of Barrel of Monks, located in Boca Raton, Florida. Barrelofmonks.com is the website for more information. Pretty bold, though, to decide to go in a strictly Belgian brewing direction. What was the first beer that you guys kind of came up with collectively that you all felt was worthy not only to be served but to be sold on a on a mass basis? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, these guys were brewing the, this one thing I respected about, uh, about the guys when I met them was that they were home brewers that were, that were 
singularly minded to start a brewery, but instead of brewing a lot of different stuff, they would do the same triple recipe over and over again with different yeast strains, different fermentation temperatures, trying to perfect it. Uh, so they put a, did a lot of that groundwork before I was even here. Uh, but I, I will tell you that the beer that really changed me and made me want to come over to this company, because uh, I was very happy at working at a different brewery, uh, was, the, was the Christmas ale. It's uh, called Father Christmas. Okay. And I tasted that beer blind in a brown bag against St. Bernard's Christmas ale. And I liked the, the homebrew version of Father Christmas, the, the early version of that beer, better than I liked St. Bernard's Christmas, which is a great beer. And that was like when I really realized that, hey, these guys know what they're doing. Uh, they've got a lot of passion, and I could be part of it and kind of bring it from that small scale to the large scale. And did they come at you aggressively, like wanting, them, wanting you to work for them? Or was it just kind of, wow, this beer, you know, as you said, this beer kind of changed you a little bit and said, I, I, I would love to work with these guys? Well, we were friends, and I'd known them for a couple years before that, and uh, Barrel Amongst was always something that was, was talked about uh, and something they, wanted to, they planned on doing in the future. Uh, so it was one of those things where we were close friends. When they were actually ready to pull the trigger, they said, hey, we'd love to have you. And, uh, and it just and it, and it worked out. Now we're talking with Kevin Abbott, the brewmaster of Barrel of Monks, located in Boca Raton, Florida, on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970. The answer, barrelofmonks.com, the website for more information. So we touched on it a little bit, Kevin, but uh, again, the, the difficulty of putting a brewery together, uh, to, uh, getting cooperation from the city of Boca Raton, the state of Florida, uh, of course the federal government, all of these things, and obviously you said, you know, contractors how difficult was it uh, for these guys to get this brewery up and running and off the ground well just to give you an idea the space that we're currently in uh in roger circle and boca raton this spot had brewing equipment in it a year before we produced our first batch oh wow uh they uh they had to sign the, they they signed a lease uh we had equipment uh, arriving uh, from a from a, a manufacturer called newlands out of canada but we had not gotten enough momentum with the with the city to actually get things done. So there was a lot of having to petition city council and uh, changing over our zoning so that we could actually serve beer here as well at our tap room. Uh, it was it was a long and arduous process. I would say that it was three three years easy from when there was real momentum and really starting to get this thing done wow. before we could actually produce a drop of liquid in the, and, uh, and serve it to somebody. So, so the city was more of a problem than, than the state and federal regulators in, in, in terms of getting, getting everything up and running. I mean, three years, that's a lot of, of rent to have to pay uh, without uh, you know, having a drop of beer to sell, to, to, you know, to, to make a business and to, to pay your bills off. That's unbelievable. It's a good thing you know, these guys stuck with it. I mean, obviously it's a passion of theirs, but to stick with it for three years without any return on your uh, investment is very, very tough, right? Well, yeah, it was. And, and when I say three years from the start, that's when the planning and everything started. I believe that the lease was signed about a year or so uh, before we actually were able to start producing liquid. Uh, but, yeah, it, it really was. The, the city just had never had a commercial brewery before. I actually was brewing here with Funky Buddha at the lounge in Boca, but it was a brew pub. And uh, they also had Bruzies, which was another brew pub that uh, they had experience with. But it was, it was a, conceptually very hard for them to understand that we were going to make make beer, and then sell it out of our own spot uh, and also sell it commercially. It was, uh, it was uh, like pulling teeth for a while, 
But thankfully, we've, we've hopefully opened the doors for other people that want to come into Boca. And now with uh, Funky Boo Down at Open Park and right. Cuesta Brewing Company and the, and the Boynton Beach uh, Brewing District we have, uh, the cities are getting more uh, acclimated. They understand what we're trying to do, and they've been supporting, uh, supporting the local breweries. Well, definitely Florida has now started to become a hotbed of brewing, which is fantastic, obviously, for craft beer lovers out there. Now, Kevin, out of all the beers you've brewed so far, what is your favorite type of beer to brew? You know, honestly, it's kind of boring. I like the light, simple, malty stuff. Uh, whenever I was just in San Francisco uh, traveling with my wife, and I uh, went to a, a couple different breweries there, when I go into a brewery, the first thing I do is try their lightest, simplest beer, their lager, their Kolsch, their Blondale. And, uh, and that really, to me, shows the quality of what a brewmaster can do because those are the beers you can't hide any imperfections in. Right. If there's a problem with one of those beers, you're going to taste it. So when it comes to what we brew, we do a lot of big, bold beers. You know, we have a 13% uh, 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 Grand Cru. We have, you know, a lot of big, massive, uh, you know, mouth bomb kind of beers. But I like to brew our Amber Ale. Uh, which is uh, which is called Takata. I love our single in Bruges, our single. I like the, that's what I like to brew. I think it shows the the scale of a brewer the most, and it's also what I enjoy drinking for the most part, uh, most often. Excellent. And so, for for people that are going to a, a brew house or a brew pub, and you want to start off with a flight, uh, Kevin's advice: start off with their their lightest stuff first, because that's the one that you'll you'll taste the most. And obviously, listen, if you're going to start off with a 13 percent beer, you're not going to last pretty long, right? <laughs> That's very true, yeah. <laughs> Talking with Kevin Abbott, the brewmaster of Barrel of Monks, uh, located in Boca Raton, Florida, on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, barrelofmonks.com, is the website for more information. They do Belgian beers, folks, and if you love Belgian beers like I do, uh, this is a really great place to check out. Now, the brewery just celebrated a birthday, your second one. Uh, what are the next steps for the brewery, Kevin? We're staying the course here to kind of build it up slow and steady or expand bottling operations? Uh, exactly what you just said. We just purchased a brand new bottling line. Uh, we're actually doing our, our first big run on it uh, very soon. Uh, it's our Wizard Wit, which is our, our flagship beer. It's the majority of our production. Mm-hmm. So uh, before, we were doing all of our beer in 750, uh, bottle conditioned, our triple, our quad, our saison, and our double. We're now we're expanding into 12-ounce package, which we're hoping is going to be a big, uh, big key for us. In, in growing our territory and uh, growing our footprint. So that's really the next big thing. Uh, we're also uh, launching and opening up uh, Tampa, uh, Florida, yes. which uh, we're pretty new to, uh, that area. Uh, so we, we, we're going to be covering by, you know, very soon, we're going to be covering uh, most, uh, probably about a little more than half of, of Florida as far as our distribution. And we're hoping that Wizard Package, that 12-ounce uh, accessibility is going to be a big thing for us. Excellent. My guest has been Kevin Abbott, the brewmaster of Barrel of Monks, located in Boca Raton, Florida. Barrelofmonks.com is the website for more information. If you're in the Florida area, definitely check these guys out. Kevin, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Uh, thank you for having me. Michael Medved asks important questions about assimilation. What the Brits need to ask and what we should be asking here in the United States as well, it's questions about the assimilation system. Are we doing enough in the United States to make sure that people who are born in this country become part of this country and don't affiliate with some alien and hostile subgroup? The Michael Medved Show. Afternoons at 3, right before Kevin McCullough at 5 on AM 970. The answer.
Let me ask you something. Are you a college basketball fan? Do you love March Madness? Do you like to drink craft beer? Do you want to support small businesses? Have I asked you enough questions? Join me, Al Gatulo, and the Craft Beer Cast as we go on the road Wednesday, April 5th, 6 p.m. at Paragon Tap and Table located off the Garden State Parkway, exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. It's a March Madness New Jersey craft beer event as two New Jersey craft breweries will compete against each other and the winner will have their beer on tap at Paragon for four months. We'll talk with the brewers that are competing, Almentry and Departed Souls, and Paragon has has fantastic food created by Chop Champion Chef Eric Levine, mouth-watering burgers, outstanding wings, and so much more. Here's the best part. You'll be helping a number of small businesses make a living. And folks, that's the lifeblood of America, small business. The Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on the Road is brought to you by Paragon Tap and Table and your friends at AM970 The Answer. Join us Wednesday, April 5th, 6 p.m. Paragon Tap and Table, exit 135 off the Garden State Parkway in Clark, New Jersey. I hope to see you there. Be sure to tune in every Sunday night as Labor Press, New York's leading source for daily labor news and industry information, brings you their Blue Collar Buzz radio show. The hosts, Neil Tapel and Bill Holfeld, will discuss issues in the workplace and talk with some of the most prominent and influential personalities in the labor community. It's Labor Press, Sunday nights at 9, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast for this April Fool's Day. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget, we're on iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to every single show. So uh, tonight, I'm actually at the um, Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. We'll have a full review on that. On next week's program, and don't forget, next week, uh, this coming Wednesday, uh, April 5th, we are at Paragon Tap and Table uh, right off of uh, the Garden State Parkway, exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. It's a New Jersey March Madness beer event. Uh, We have um, Departed Souls and Almentry going up against one another. Whichever keg kicks first, that brewery will have their beer put on the taps at Paragon for four months. So I hope you can join us. We're going to do a a taping of the show Right around 6 o'clock, it's going to be packed. It's going to be a great time. I really encourage you to get out. The food from Chef Eric Levine is fantastic. They're getting ready to change over to their spring menu, so they might have some new things uh, on the menu when you get there. Uh, I can't rave enough about the corn and crab dip that they have. If you like a good appetizer like I do, uh, this is excellent. The pork sticks are fantastic, and you can't beat the burgers there. They have grilled cheese sandwiches that are amazing, uh, chili, mac and cheese bowls, you name it. They have it. They do a fantastic job. Uh, A lot of gluten-free options as well. Please do yourself a favor. If you have nothing to do on Wednesday and you want to come by, swing on by. We'll start taping around 6. Jersey Brewers will be there. Again, Departed Souls against Almentry. It's going to be a fantastic time. Uh, Again, Paragon Tap and Table, located right off of uh, Exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. As soon as you get off the exit, the Target Shopping Center, you make a left into the uh, facility, go straight back, look to your left, you'll see Paragon Tap and Table, uh, and you will have a fantastic time, I guarantee it. Some news and notes to get to, but first, one beer that I had this week 
because I'm just about at the end of my chemo, so I wanted to get this one in here uh, for Suds and Duds, which is what our this is normally our segment here on the final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. But I had a from Cigar City, which has just made its way into New Jersey. Uh, the Florida brewery uh, they've uh, partnered up with Oscar uh, Blues, so they're getting their beer out into more states now. And uh, had a Golden Sunshine from Cigar City Brewing. Uh, it's a sour. With a really nice pineapple taste. I'll be honest with you, again, and you've heard me mention this on the program before. Not a big fan of sours. For some reason, I just can't seem to wrap my head around it. But maybe because of my changing taste buds, certain foods just don't taste right anymore. Maybe I'm acquiring a taste for sours. I don't know, but uh, this one was really delicious. And if you can get it, uh, whether it's on tap or in bottle, I certainly encourage you to try it. It definitely was uh, uh, an excellent beer. And most places, if you go to most gastropubs, they will let you try a little sample of the beer before you uh, go ahead and uh, buy a pint or you buy a flight. So it makes it easier, obviously, to make your decision if you can get a little taste first uh, before getting a full pour. Because let's face it, who wants to waste uh, $8 on a pint of beer and you don't like it and you have to pour it out? Not good. So some other news and notes uh, to get to here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. An event that I'm going to be a judge at, and I want to thank Allison Kohler. She does a tremendous job with a lot of events uh, in the state of New Jersey. A lot of it's centering around Morristown. And this one happens to be in Morristown as well. This is coming up Saturday, May 20th. It's the Beer Barbecue Bacon Showdown. It's at Lewis Morris Park, uh, Dometo Field in Morristown. This is an all-New Jersey brewery event. It's a lot of fun. 32 New Jersey breweries. They're each going to bring four different styles of beer. One of the styles, a rare beer, or a brew that is created specifically for the event. Two of the breweries are only going to be available during the VIP session. And then there's going to be plenty of barbecue and bacon creations that are available for purchase. Uh, they have People's Choice Awards for Best Dish and Best Beer. Uh, again, they have a VIP hour, so you get a, an hour before everybody else gets in there. It's from noon to 5. The VIP hour is from noon to 1, and then general admission is from 1 to 5. If you go, get tickets right now, you can save $15 on general admission or VIP tickets with the code JERSEY in all capital letters. That's J-E-R-S-E-Y. The offer expires midnight April 2nd. So my advice Get your, uh, you know, buy your tickets right now because if you don't, you're going to miss out on the $15 uh, savings on the general admission. Great Easter gift. Uh, and the the um, event is benefiting the Chester First Aid Squad. So always a good thing. Uh, have a good time, drink some beer, eat some barbecue, some bacon, and know that you're helping a charity, which is fantastic. Uh, the VIP menu, uh, VIP and general admission tickets, breweries, and more festival information can be found at NJBeer.com. BBQFest.com. That's NJBeerBBQFest.com. And uh, I will be one of the judges at this event. Uh, there's uh, four of the judges that are going to be uh, you know, involved in the event. I, actually, five judges. I'm one of the five. Uh, we'll be judging the best beer, the best barbecue, and the best bacon. So thank you, Allison. Appreciate it. Saturday, May 20th, Lewis Morris Park, Doe Meadowfield in Morristown, NJBeerBBQFest.com for more information. Uh, some other news and notes, Weyerbacher Brewing, finally legal, the uh, big stout that they put out, uh, rolling in at a 13.5% ABV. It is hitting the shelves. It's going to be released in the tap room on Friday, April 7th at noon. But if um, you are a, uh, a member, I guess you can get it the day before if you're a Weyerbach member or whatever uh, in their club, you can get it the day before. So next week, Friday, April 7th, uh, finally legal will be available at the tap room. Uh, their wit beer is already available at the tap room. That started today. Their Belgian style wit, so you can look for uh, wit on the shelves uh, in bars and restaurants as well. Uh, starting today in uh, Weyerbacher's distribution uh, area, Coronado Brewing, uh, my good friends out there, they're partnering up with the Sun 
uh, excuse me, the Surfrider Foundation, which is a leading nonprofit organization dedicated to the protection and enjoyment of the coasts. They have a new collaboration beer, Coastwise Session IPA. It is a 5% ABV, uh, mosaic and sriracha ale, uh, very tropical and citrus, a little bit of a lingering dry bitterness as they describe it. A perfect session beer, really nice for the outdoors uh, during the summertime. And, of course, the can is recyclable. They're going to be putting it out in cans. It's available on draft. And in uh, can six-packs, that's starting today in uh, California, Illinois, and North Carolina. They're going to expand it uh, to additional states uh, throughout the company's distribution network in short order. Looking forward to get getting a couple of cans of um, of this one, uh, the Coastwise Session IPA, uh, from the good folks at Coronado. Can't wait to try that. So I uh, have to get in touch with them so they can send uh, some of those beers out. A little misinformation that I'd like to talk about in regards to Stone Brewing. And i uh, got to thank uh, Kat Wolinski for this one. Um, Stone Brewing on March 16th had held a private event uh, serving up their Full Circle Pale Ale, which was an exclusive brew that was created to promote Pure Water San Diego, which is a program that is seeking to provide a portion of the city's water supply with local water using technology that turns recycled water into safe and high-quality drinking water. Now, people, I guess, got the idea that this water was made with... um, with sewage water beer, uh, toilet water, basically saying that the water was not, uh, you know, good enough for consumption. And, you know, Stone CEO and co-founder Greg, uh, Greg Cook had to release a statement on this because nobody really did their due diligence to figure out if this was actually the case. So um, what, what ended up happening was uh, it was the intention, this is according to Stone, was to demonstrate responsible water usage in a region that is stricken with down, uh, drought. Now, uh, California's drought situation has improved dramatically from rains and snow, et cetera, et cetera. So it looks like the drought uh, is going to be uh, uh, taken away. They're going to be dealing with some flooding, obviously, uh, from a lot of the snow that they've gotten in the mountains. But the drought has essentially gone away in California. But Stone, trying to give back to the community, was trying to do something here, um, you know, that was a little different. Okay, that's fine. So uh, Greg Cook had to release a statement first, Cook clarified, Full Circle Pale Ale was the only stone beer that was ever brewed with reclaimed water. Apparently, people thought Stone was going to be brewing their beer, all of their beer, with reclaimed water. No other beer from the company, as he says, was made using water recycled from people's homes, offices, or otherwise. Secondly, according to uh, Cook, the beer was brewed specifically for and available exclusively at the Pure Stone event. Never available to the public, not even available to to the politicians that were there, VIPs, whatever. It was a one-time thing. They brewed the beer. It was at the event. That's it. Uh, more importantly, as he says, the reclaimed water used in the short-lived full-circle pale ale, along with being cleaner than normal tap water, was, a, was an example of ways in which San Diego and other cities can utilize a sustainable water supply, benefiting both the environment and the community. So... Cook, in the statement, said the safe and proven technology is intended to replace up to a third of San Diego's water with recycled water by 2035. Using this technology is nothing new. It's used by regions all over the United States and all over the world. And also giving a shout out to Orange County, California, Cook said currently leading the nation in wastewater treatment using a similar system uh, to Pure Water San Diego for Orange County's everyday drinking water. They are being responsible. So. Uh, Kat Molinsky, thank you for that article. Uh, it was in uh, Men's Journal. We have a link to it on our um, Facebook uh, our Facebook page, Al Gatulo uh, Craft Beer Cast uh, Facebook page. 
you know, again, people thought, all right, he's using raw sewage water uh, to, to make all of his beer. That wasn't the case. Nobody did their due diligence and read the article. This is where facts are important, people. Some people, you know, that fake news and this and that. Facts. They're important. They're important when giving any news story. I don't care what it is, whether it's, you know, politics, beer, uh, or anything else. The White Sox are doing something interesting as we continue our news and notes segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on uh, AM 970, The Answer. This is interesting. 75 different craft beers will be available uh, at the White Sox uh, uh, Stadium this coming season. They have 75 separate craft offerings from 38 different brewers, huge refrigerators stocked with beer left and right. The selections are unbelievable. They actually had a, a pair down the list. They started with about 90. They had to bring it down because they just didn't have the room. So you can get uh, Dogfish Head 60-Minute IPA, Sweetwater 420 Pale Ale, Sam Adams, Shock Top, Oscar Blues. Uh, they have Founders All Day IPA, Goose Island. They've even got local brewers, Hop Butchers, Good Rise, uh, Wear Black, and Milk, uh, Milk Stachio. They have a ton of different things. Plus, they're pairing up craft uh, burgers with beers. They'll tell you, you know, this is the burger you should have with this beer. Uh, so pretty cool. So if you're going to a White Sox game this year, you will have an enormous list of uh, different selections uh, of craft beer, which is very, very cool. Finally, before we get out of here real quick, great article by Jason Nadi uh, out of Market Watch. We've had him on before. Apparently there was a protest uh, telling people not to drink Ballast Point beer because the, uh, the group of Constellation Brands, which owns Ballast Point, along with Corona and Modelo and a bunch of other beers, they had apparently donated to Speaker of the House Paul Ryan. Again, I don't want to get off into a political rant here, but apparently they had uh, given uh, donations to Speaker Paul Ryan, and I guess uh, people were outraged by this and telling people boycott Ballast Point. Now, the problem with this, and you have to read the article, it's a really good one from Jason Nottie, but the problem that Jason points out is they don't just own Ballast Point. They own Corona. If you're going to boycott one beer, you should be boycotting all of the beers. So it kind of backfired a little bit. Um, that they wanted to know why uh, they had made a $25,000 donation to Ryan. Uh, they also, as Jason points out in the article, they glossed over a $5,000 donation uh, to uh, Democrat Illinois Senator Tammy Duckworth's Victory Fund Pack, um, a bunch of different things. So y- you have to understand, these bigger companies donate to a lot of different politicians on both sides of the aisle. If you're going to base your drinking beer based on politics, get a grip on yourself. Okay, folks? Honestly? I mean, really. You know, beer is beer. Who cares who they're donating to? And if you don't want to support that brand, fine. Go and support a local brewery. Go out, take the time to find a local brewer that you like, whether it's in New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, anywhere across the nation. You don't want to support big, you know, big beer? That's fine. Go support the local ones. There's plenty of them in New Jersey and more growing every day. But to make this a political thing, well, I'm not going to support Ballast Point because Ballast Point is putting in the money. Ballast Point is not the company that's putting in the money, folks. The money, the, the people who are putting it in is Constellation Brands, who owns Ballast Point. You don't want to support them? That's fine. Go out and support a local brewer. Folks, we're out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Blake Crawford, and Mike Roosevelt from Almentry in Bergen County. You're going to see them this coming Wednesday at Paragon Tap and Table against Departed Souls. And Kevin Abbott, the brewmaster of Barrel of Monks. And last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I'll be back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.